0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fetch Everyone bleep the spit out, podcast. Um, because we can't really call it the weekly podcast now, can we? No. No. So I think, yeah, that, that's probably the first thing we should talk about, but perhaps I should do the things that we normally do in the intro yeah. first.
1: Are you going to have the jingle?
0: I can't even remember anything, about it. it's been. it's only been like two months and I've already forgotten everything. Is that right? Yeah. We don't have to do our own jingle, do we? No, no, I
1: do no. that bit. Okay,
0: you do that bit. Okay, put the jingle in now then, how about that? Okay. Fetcheveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. That's up to them. That's what they could do if they want to do it. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make us wrong. Um, anyway, Fetch is free for everybody. If you like it, give us a few quid every now and again, and that would be awesome. Um, but that's how we does things. <laughs> I'm joined here by the lovely Katie B., Fragrant, Mm -hmm. um, if that fragrance is chlorine. It is chlorine. um, And lovely and refreshing as always.
1: A mix of chlorine and spring-fed lake at the moment. That's that's what I'm dabbing behind my ears. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. But I'm here. I'm all right. Um, We've just been looking at our training stats, haven't we?
0: Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, Both a little bit knackered after... Yeah. An earlier start than normal to get to the swimming pool. Yeah, Um,
1: and we've both worked hard in the pool today, so we're both a bit kind of...
0: Yeah. Normally we sit at the the sort of the dinner table opposite each other Mm. in a sort of battleships kind of format, but we're just on the sofa. Yeah. And that's just how we roll, so...
1: I'm just hoping that it's okay in terms of...
0: I am as well, but...
1: You know, quality. Yeah. You know our highest standards... Yeah, well I'll you know we've got quality we've, of sound.
0: We've we've got a, a you know a whole years and years of, of quality to mm. to uphold. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I suppose we should talk about like what what's the deal. Mm. You know, because we said that we're not gonna do the podcast anymore. Here we are recording a podcast. Mm. Um so we definitely wanted to do one more podcast because we had some uh, member of the month interviews that various Fetchies have recorded for us. Yeah. Um, so we felt it was only fair to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but then I think we were both a bit surprised by the sort of, the number of people who said, oh, we'll, we'll miss it. And also the people who said, well... Is there anything we can do to help, or could we could we get involved in some way and all that? So um I think where we're at with it is that we're we're not gonna commit to doing it um every week or even every month or anything like that. We will do it as and when it fits. Yeah. Katie's nodding yeah. and downloading uh. I'm not MP4 downloading, file. I'm
1: just checking who I've got here. But yeah.
0: Okay. Um so more like an as and when cast that's what i'm calling it mm. um and the obviously the more contributors we get and the more um people willing to fill up our air minutes um the better that will be for us the easier it will be for us to put stuff together yeah so we can wait until we've built up some contributions or every now and again, we can drop in ourselves and give you an update. Mm. Um, and that feels like it might be a bit better rather than sort of every week going, What kind of training did you do? Well, I kind of did the same thing I did the previous week. Um, mm. And it was very much the same. So, yeah. But ironically, um, so, sorry, have you got anything to add to that? No, go ahead, no. carry on. OK. <laughs> ironically, um, we've got quite a few different events and plans coming up in um in 2022 Mm. um so it is potentially uh time to to be talking about exciting training isn't it it
1: is yeah 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 definitely
0: so do you want to talk us through your exciting training and your plans (laughs) katie
1: well i i would hesitate to call my training exciting to anyone else other than probably me um but i am pleased with my my start to the year and um particularly with swimming. Yeah, I'm not unpleased with my running Hmm. um, but I'm particularly pleased with my swimming because I decided to do a CSS test which to anyone who doesn't know what a CSS test is, it's basically doing a 400 metre time trial and then having a bit of recovery and then a 200 metre time trial and then you use those numbers to calculate and it's not a difficult sum But you can use a calculator, which I like doing (laughs) because I'm basically quite lazy. Um, It calculates your 100 meter pace and then you can use a Finnish tempo trainer to do your your training based on that 100 meter.
0: Yeah. Are other brands of tempo trainers available?
1: I don't think. No, I don't think so. There is another kind of beeper that you can get, which I forget the name of. And I'm very sorry about that. Um, If anyone else knows it, please do comment Um, But they are little bits of plastic kit that looks like a kid's toy and they cost 30 to £50 at the moment, unbelievably. Like it came out
0: of a Happy Meal.
1: Yeah, one of my um, Saturday morning swimmers, her husband threw it away thinking it was an old kid's toy and then had to purchase his wife another one because (laughs) she was like, you threw away my most expensive bit of kit, so... Um, but what the tempo trainers then do is you can set them on different modes, so you can have them to beep every 25, you can have it to beep every 50, or you can have it to beep every stroke, if you want to, if you want to work on your cadence. So
0: it's kind of like a swimmer's metronome. It
1: can be used like a metronome, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, a, a, a length metronome, or oh, a stroke yeah. metronome, yes, or, a, mm-hmm. or a lap metronome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I've then, so I did my CSS somewhere near the beginning of, well, mid-January. And I then did four or five weeks of solid training based on that um, CSS test. And then I redid my CSS and it was very pleasing because I'd improved my times. Yeah, so I won't go into too much detail on it. But basically, um, my critical sw- swim speed had gone from 235 per 100 down to 228 per 100. And, um that means that my beep could be set to a bit of a quicker pace, yeah, um, and today I did a mixture of having it set for every fifty in the build part of my session, and then for the main set, I had it set to um exactly two twenty eight per hundred, so and that was every twenty five I had it set on, so yeah,
0: yeah, so all your swim training is based around um targets that are relative to that yeah that css pace Mm -hmm. so yeah like when you're doing your hard swims it might be inside that pace yes and when you're doing your recoveries they might want you yeah a certain amount slower so it's kind of like establishing your threshold pace for running and then using that for you yeah
1: so my session today was supposed to be a threshold session and it was it came straight off the swim smooth website
0: so while you're doing all that i'm just kind of swimming up and down we're in the same lane today.
1: yeah so we were in the same lane today and you like to come and just do distance and just keep it kind of um steady and i i have moments when i'm in full on recovery leaning on the side of the pool um trying to yeah. get my heart rate back down again um and uh yeah you're you're up and down up and down so
0: Mainly I'm just trying to make sure I don't get in your way when you're flying up and down. And every now and again I, I can see when, like if I, just as I'm about to turn mm. at the end, I have a little glance back to see if I can spot where you are. Yeah. And uh, there was a point today where I saw all this sort of white water <laughs> coming towards mm-hmm. me and I thought, okay, this must be a, a an effort. Yeah. An effort length or something. Yeah. So... But we mostly managed to stay out of each other's way. Didn't we, we did, yeah. yeah. It went really well. I'm getting well, ba- so. getting better at it. I used to just be totally oblivious to yeah. to you charging up behind me and then me just carrying yeah. on with my next length. But yeah,
1: yeah, I think once you've experienced it yourself, which I think you have experienced it quite a lot yourself, of people who are oblivious and aren't letting you go through, yeah. you become much more conscious of it. I think. Yeah. When when it could be you, but I think we're actually really similarly paced at the moment. And depending on what I'm doing, like whether I'm doing a warm up or i'm I'm trying to beat my beeper or whatever then it's there's very little difference in what where we are um, I think the only difference with us is at the moment I've got to with my sessions and my beeper, I'm having to keep my pace going hard until the end um uh, I don't know whether you try and keep it going hard all the way through or, or what
0: you're doing? But, um, I try and be consistent. Yeah. I think my first like maybe four lengths, uh, I tend to sort of get a bit excited and, and mm. maybe they're a little bit quicker than yeah. the rest. That's just a, a gut feeling I have. The rest of the time, I think I try and stay consistent, but I think that, that sort of feeling doesn't translate into an even pace, I do tend to slow down as I get more mm. tired towards the end. So it feels like the same, but it's not the same pace. But
1: but I think that's the same yeah. with the beeper. So with the what I find is when I start out with the beeper, it feels easier to keep with the beep each length. And then by the time I'm on my my last couple of intervals, yeah. keeping with the beeper feels a lot harder effort. Yeah. So... I'm keeping the pace, but my effort level's gone up. So kind of, I suppose.
0: Yeah, it's like like doing an interval session in in your running as well, isn't it? Exactly. The first one, you're like, oh, this will be no problem. Yeah, (laughs) and then it just gets harder and harder. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so that's what we did today. But what's the what's the big plan for you for your swimming this year?
1: Well, that's sort of to be decided this week, really, because I'd really like to do the bantham boomerang, which is. a swim in the estuary of the um, bantam swoosh but with the boomerang you swim up with the ingoing tide and when the tide turns you swim back again so if you're a super fast swimmer you'll get to the turnaround point the official turnaround point but if you're not a super fast swimmer which i am not then you will turn when the tide turns Mm. and that could be at any point along the route so they suggest that if you are getting to the official turnaround, it's about 11k, but of course you're swimming with a current, so it's not really 11k.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a natural handicap, isn't it, where mm. everybody gets as far as they can get and then you turn around and... Yeah. Assuming everybody does same on the second half as the first, then you should all be finishing quite bunched together, shouldn't you?
1: I would imagine so. I mean, yeah. my only worry with it is that the speedsters will come and swim over the top of me on the way back.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but... We'll see, and hopefully it's such a fun event, usually it's not a serious event, it's more of a enjoy the scenery type of event, so yeah. hopefully there won't be any of that um and the open water swimming community tends to be a little bit more relaxed than maybe the Trathlon swimming community. I don't know
0: Just controversial. you're going to get letters?
1: I might get letters, <laughs> but um yeah,
0: yeah, you might be right for all. I anything. might
1: get letters, but I think i might I might be on the money of it.
0: Yeah, you'll write back and say, "Well, actually, I think we'll find," <laughs> mm. and so on.
1: So, I think that it's been a really good start to the year. I've been looking at the training league,
0: which mm-hmm. we've
1: both looked at, and on page two, and you're on page three. Yeah. So we're both doing really well with that. Um, yeah. So that's me, really. Yeah. That's my main thing, anyway.
0: Don't forget to mention the fact that you're doing this relay as so
1: well. I'd forgotten to mention that. Yes. You had. Thank you for remembering to remind me that I'm no forgotten worries. To, yeah. Yeah. um <laughs> so we're both doing the Shepperton level water 24 hour swim really really yeah snappy snappy title it's very snappy i probably said it all wrong mm. um so 24 hours midday to midday um, in june 5 to 6 Slash seven swimmers, I forget how many are in our team.
0: I think you can have up to eight in a team, can't you? Yeah, so. but I don't think
1: we have. I think we've got five, six or seven.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and we're, we've we all got our different aims as to what we want to, to do. Um, but there's no distance involved. We just swim for an hour and then get out. And the next person takes over. Obviously, we hand over a, a pretend baton.
0: Yeah, do you have to hold it between your teeth while you're swimming. <laughs>
1: Um, no.
0: No? Okay.
1: That really messes up your breathing.
0: You could breathe through it if it's one of the typical sort of relay tube. a snorkel. I'd want to go first.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we're both doing that, and that's going to be very exciting. So I'm hoping to get some night swims done and maybe some early morning swims and some whatever. But I'd love to do at least three hours for that and possibly four. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so we'll be camping as well, we, I think. I'm assuming we well, will.
1: Well, we'll have a tent, but whether we'll be actually doing any camping, I don't know, because we're going to be swimming and supporting and drying off and yeah. eating. and.
0: Well, I've signed up for, for one of those 24 hours at the moment. Well, you so. can do
1: camping then. If you so can lie down.
0: I'll, <laughs> I'll go and not sleep in a tent. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it should be fun. Um, we've got uh Lindsey of the Fetch Parish
1: yeah,
0: in our team and I think sell Silver Shadow in our team. No,
1: I think they might be in the other
0: team. The other team, oh, boo, we want to beat those others.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we want to, we want to support them. Of course we do. I'm um, joking, of course. Wine Legs?
0: She's in our team, is she?
1: No.
0: Oh, duck Wine Legs. Uh, and ahead. In our team or not in our you team? what,
1: I I've lost track a bit. I think she I'm might.
0: undecided about loggerheads.
1: She's in our team. I think.
0: Yay! Brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's on page one of the training week. Oh wow! I wonder if she knows that.
0: What a turtle! Mm. <laughs> cool. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of a bit of a thing yeah, for cool. me because I I did a little like a smidgen. Like a a small splash of open water swimming. About we worked it out. It's more like three or four years ago now, isn't it? Mm. Um, and didn't massively get on with it. But um, here we go again. I'm going to be giving it another go. Um, fun news. I've I've ordered a wetsuit because you kind of need one for mm. this sort of thing. Um, and I want to try and do a bit more of it. So that's coming a bit later on today. Yeah. So I've gone with an entry level zone 3 suit mm. so um, we'll be getting the, the butter out later on and crowbarring me into that mm. um, so butter and a
1: crowbar
0: can, bar, what could go wrong? don't know, but you, perhaps mm. you couldn't grip it so well if you've got mm. the butter on your hands before mm. you've got the mm-hmm. yeah. Um so that's that um, should I talk about my training now? Or yeah, like, go for it yeah. so last year I just had so many problems with um, my calves just randomly deciding to, to cause trouble. So I've just had a slightly different emphasis this year and trying to mix things up a bit. So although I'm back to running um, sort of fairly freely at the moment, um, my weekly running mileage hasn't gone above 20 miles for the whole time. So I'm doing one long run. Um, which is about 10 or 11 miles at the moment, and then a couple of uh, fives and fours and that kind of thing. Um, so I've been averaging about sort of 18, 19 miles a week. So just trying to keep a bit of a lid on that. And that's training for Hastings Half Marathon, which is coming up on the 20th of March, I think, wherever the Sunday is, 19th or 20th. Um obviously down in Hastings and it's quite hilly so I've been trying to incorporate the odd hill here and there. It's a bit difficult in Bedford. Um so that's going well. But in order to sort of give me a bit more feeling that I'm I'm going at it with my training, I've thrown the swimming in as well. So at the moment I'm most weeks I will go and do an hour's swim. Um swimming continuously. Um and I'm also trying to pick a day in the week when I can do a long bike ride as well. So, um, Sunday I did 26 miles. Mm -hmm. Um, so Katie was swimming in Castle Ashby, which is a really pretty lake Mm -hmm. in the middle of this sort of like a little dip in the, in the fields. Yeah. Um, it's really, really a lovely place.
1: It's actually a capability brown garden
0: capability brown is a famous gardener is that mm. right
1: yeah yeah so it's in the grounds of the castle ashby yeah. house or is it a castle
0: or is it an ashby
1: or is it an ashby I don't know it looks like a grand house to me i wouldn't yeah. say it looks like a castle so i don't know if it's officially a castle but it would make sense that it's a castle i've said castle a lot now yeah ashby ashby mm. right. but the the gardens are capability brown gardens and they're just beautiful yeah, yeah, really lovely, and the lake is at the bottom of the gardens. Yeah,
0: first time I turned up there, there was a church bell just sort of tolling away. Mm. Um, I'm not a church person, but the 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 sound of the bell reverberating through the mm. through this little sort of dip, were and and coming across the water was quite special, actually. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very it's special
1: nice. place. It's a yeah. dedicated open water swimming venue. The lake, not the house, obviously. Um, and um, it's just looked after by lovely lifeguards who are just very caring, very helpful, really want to make your experience a good one, and um, the lake itself is very pretty. At the moment, we're only swimming um, a 200-metre loop, but that will open up as the, the water temperature increases, so once it gets up to 12, 13, they'll open up the bigger loop yeah I was talking to the lifeguard about that yesterday yeah
0: so, so um, my plan is to not go anywhere near the the open water until it's a good mm. deal warmer so i'm I'm thinking sort of April
2: mm.
1: as
0: my my cut off for for starting a bit of open water practice, so right now i'm I'm just nice and cozy in the pool yeah um but I biked there on uh Sunday morning taking a, a circuitous route because um, I can you you can do it in about 15 miles but I did a 26 mile route to get there mm. and went through some nice villages um I only got lost the once I got the route on my on my watch so it's kind of handy for making sure I go the right way um but yeah it was nice and like I found some absolutely killer new hills mm. um which yeah always make you swear a lot but then you get to you think, right, I'm putting that altitude in the bank now and I can enjoy mm. it a bit later on. Yeah. Um, So that's good. Yeah. Um, And so I've got these vague plans for... um, I've got my wetsuit coming.
1: Mm. I'm
0: biking, I'm swimming, I'm running. Can you see where this is going?
1: No, I don't know
0: what... What? What,
1: what could... No.
0: What could possibly unite all those things?
1: Hang on a second, I'm just going to... Call what? on my triathlon coach experience and see if I yeah. can think of what it could be. No. No. Go on then. Go on, surprise us.
0: Okay, so uh, I feel like you've ruined the surprise now by mentioning triathlon. <laughs> Sorry. But, um yeah, so I'm I'm thinking like um there's one in Bedford in the river just here and there's another one in Bedford in the lake that's just down the way. Um so just maybe. Um I'm enjoying all three disciplines
1: mm. at the moment.
0: And I also have um a plan for this summer, which is to do some longer bike rides. Um so I I I cycled through October and November and I'm just picking it up again now in January and February after a bit of a timeout in December. Um so I enjoyed the the longer rides and I in, I've enjoyed the sort of warmer cycling as well. So mm. my plan in the summer is to cycle to um, my folks' house in Wales. So it's if you take the absolute direct approach, like through gardens and crossing rivers, and um, you know the totally impossible route, it's 122 miles. Mm. Um, but the I reckon I could probably do it in about 140 miles so that's my my little summer goal is to build up to mm. being able to do something like that mm. um, and I haven 't worked out yet, and I think the next few months will give me an idea of whether or not to do that over the course of two days, and you come and meet me somewhere and we'll we'll stay at a b and b overnight or something mm. or whether or not I try and do it in in one day, and then you come and scrape me up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun. And I've got a a little plan for the site um, to... Um, did we watched this video um, once on YouTube about this guy who walked across Wales in a straight line. Hmm. And I kind of like the idea. So I've got this idea for a new set of badges called Crow Badges, where you pick... Um, so you you set your home point, mm. and then you draw like a a five mile radius around that point.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You've got to breach that radius, so you've got to you've got to get to any point on that radius, and you've got to do that within five miles plus leeway of ten percent.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so I'm hoping to do 122 miles with a bit of leeway to allow for the fact that the paths and roads will wiggle a bit um so it'll be a little challenge where you pick your spot you work out which one is going to give you the most direct route to that five mile circle Mm -hmm. and then you run it and then you submit it to try and get your crow badge and if it's if you've only used enough distance to get it you will get it what do you think about that huh yeah,
1: very good, yeah, interesting,
0: yeah, cool. I thought it might be fun
1: mm, definitely, yeah.
0: so that's about it good
1: that's
0: my that's my stuff, yeah, yeah, um, what else should we talk about
1: well, we could you could talk about the site stuff,
0: yeah, um everybody's well, a lot of people are playing rundle at the moment mm have you had any any guesses?
1: I've had one guess. Yeah, I'll be honest. It's moving very quickly for me. I don't think I'm really training enough mm. to get enough numbers to really get into it. So it's probably not quite for me for my level of run walking or whatever, and the amount I'm doing it. Um, and I'm not involved in the thread at all, which is where people are sort of putting guesses and things.
0: So. Yeah, it's I'm um, the first, the first attempt, uh, the first number took something like hundred and three guesses for people to get to the right number mm. and it was like watching a a a baby learning how to walk. Mm. Like nobody quite knew how, how to do it or what the game was all about. Um but now it seems that they're all up to speed and it's moving super quickly. It's like yeah. pretty every much
1: time, every time I log on more or less I see
0: there's a new Rundle it's a number. New number. Yeah. yeah. So it, it happens really quickly and they're down to about, I think the record is 26 guesses.
1: Right. So
0: they're guessing a number yeah. between one and a million yeah. and getting it in 26 guesses by collaborating on the thread. So yeah. Um, the obvious tactic is to um, split the, the possible numbers into two. Mm. So then you you half it each time. So, mm. um, But you've got to go and collect them as well. So people are moving their... So the the numbers regenerate in new places every single day. Yeah, and then people will move their home point to give them the best chance of hitting as many numbers as possible. Right. Then they plan their route to go out and hit them. The goal of the game is to pick, uh, the, to work out what the secret number is, and the secret number can be anywhere between one and a million. In order to um, make your guess, you've got to collect the digits. So if you think the secret number is one, two, three, four, five, six. You've got to collect a 1, a 2, a 3, a 4, a 5, and 6. And you do that by looking at the map and seeing where those digits are and planning your run or walk or ride to go and collect them by getting near enough to them mm. that they'll get hoovered up. Um, you could, in theory, swim, um, but it's a bit tricky because there aren't so many swimming places mm. and pavements are quite firm. Yes. You wait till it rained a lot, I suppose. Mm. So anyway, you collect your digits um, to make your guess. And then when you submit your guess, Rundle will tell you if your guess is too high or too low. Um, and the other critical part of the game is that you then go to the Rundle thread and you share your information with the others. Mm. Um, so you might say 400,000 is too high. Mm. And somebody else will say five hundred. Uh, sorry, two hundred thousand is too low. Mm. So you, between you, you know where the number is going to be. Um, people keep on throwing in guesses until you yeah. narrow it down. Until one person finally hits upon the right number. So mm. it's kind of like a bit random as to who finally ends up getting it. Yeah. Um. And so you could, in theory, get it with only one guess if you were watching the thread. Yeah. And keeping an eye on all the, the stuff. Um, you don't have to share your your information with others. No. Um, and you can also stockpile your numbers. So you're saying that you don't get to collect very many.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but you there's nothing that says you have to use them. You can just sort of hold them all until you're ready.
1: but but the number's been guessed by the time I...
0: But then there'll be a new number, and if you've got, like, five sixes, four fours, three twos, whatever, you save them until an opportune moment where you can leap in and be the one to to guess
1: it. Right. Very
0: good. So, it's fun. Um, I got the idea from Wordle, as you might Mm. imagine. Mm Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's enjoyable. The people playing seem to be enjoying it. Mm. Um, How
1: many are playing?
0: Um, I th- last time I looked, which was middle of last week, there were at, at least 250 people signed up to it. Mm. Um, and yeah, but signing up doesn't necessarily yeah. mean actively playing.
1: No, I can't say um, I'm actively playing and I'm signed
0: up. Yeah. But if I guess if you're fed up with it, there is a lead game thing. Yeah. So there will be people who've signed up and... Got yeah. Fed up with seeing the there's yeah. a new Rundle number generated, yeah. So you can leave the game if you want to, um, or you can get stuck in and have fun with it. Cool, it's up to you, yeah. And the other thing I just wanted to give you a little teaser mention of is the Castle Challenge version 2. So, um, that should be coming up in April, same as last year. It won't so, be castles, no, um, but more news on that soon lovely um and we exciting. we may look at doing a version for um cyclists and swimmers as well
1: cool
0: you'll we'll see me and singa will have big speaks about that this week hopefully cool i don't know if you can hear the rain coming down but
1: it's coming just down. slowly
0: bucketing. yeah in traditional yeah. fashion yeah shall
1: cool. we listen to our contributors now
0: Yes, why
1: not? I think we we have to put our hands up and say we haven't listened to them yet. We've just had a busy, busy time. Um, I think today there will very much definitely be one member of the month interview going into this podcast, but one of them might not make it just because I've just read the email and it says that there's some stitching together to do and other complications with it that may mean I just don't have time this week to do that one. Cool. So that one might and have to hang cool, on.
0: Because it's the Fetch Everyone Has and Wemcast.
1: Yeah, so that one might need to wait. Um, but we have got, um, I think, Linz and Happy G for definite. Yeah, and who's then, doing who? I think uh, Linz is interviewing Happy G. Cool. But I might be wrong. And then the other the other one that may or may not make it into the podcast this week is um, the scribes.
0: Yeah, being interviewed. I don't know. By like
1: horror, I think. Is it? Okay.
0: I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to, well, it's a surprise. It's
1: a surprise. Yeah. yeah.
0: So enjoy that. Um, and we'll record a little outro as well in a minute. Won't yeah. We? And then,
1: yeah.
0: And where we still won't have listened to it. Um,
1: no, but, but I will listen to it.
0: Yeah. And I will listen to it once Katie has performed her magic.
1: Yeah. You cool. magic performer. Hello.
3: Hello, Happy G. Uh, Hello, Lindsay. How are heard you? Heard. I'm good. Thank you. I'm here to interview you, grill you, to revisit your member of the month questions from, I believe, 2010. Is that right?
2: Yeah, we should really call this Charmer's Ancient History Programme on, on BBC Fetch. <laughs>
3: There were quite a lot of people whose names I didn't recognise, actually, but I know some of them are still around. I just I just don't frequent the forums. That they yeah, take.
2: yeah, there's some, some of the old, uh, old guard there from way back when. And uh, a lot of them are gone. That's true. When it was all fields.
3: Yeah, all fields. Yeah, I, I like it the way it is now, though. So I think... You know. Something's changed, something's stayed the same. Yeah, no,
2: it's changed a lot over the years, but uh, it's great at the moment. It's really buzzing. Certainly the threads, some of the threads that you and I inhabit, um, there's some, some great uh, community activity going on. It's brilliant.
3: It's true. Right, so let's get started.
1: Right.
3: Right, so <laughs> question one. Keyring asks or says, congratulations on your man of the match. Well deserved. Kids TV... The programme that was on before the news, about sort of half five, quarter to six, which was your favourite? And he gives some examples of the magic roundabout, Hector's House, Ivor the Engine, Ludwig, which was your favourite?
2: Yeah, I suppose at least this is because of, uh, about the the 70s in my case, from when I was a kid. So at least that, that, that has, doesn't change. Uh, yeah,
3: and I think we're about the same age. I think I'm slightly older than you, so we, we'll have similar kind of favourites.
2: Yeah, and I couldn't remember one of the ones he said. He said one called Calamero. I didn't recognise that name at all. Do you, do you remember
0: no.
2: that no. No. Right. No, goodness knows where he went to school, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> some some Spanish South American <laughs> children's TV programme he's referring to and I can't remember which ones I said at the time, but the ones I remember, probably, uh, yeah, Ludwig, that was a funny one. That was a really weird one, wasn't it? A little egg or something with... Yeah. Do you remember that? It had like mechanical... I struggle
3: to remember it, but now you say it, yeah.
2: No idea what that was all about. I think a lot of people in the 70s were on stuff. Is that <laughs> or why there was Captain Pugwash and goodness knows what else going on in those days?
3: Fingerbobs, remember Fingerbobs? Yeah, that climbers. was kind of weird as well. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, there's a reference recently um, what's the name of the, the lady in the UK who does all the space stuff, she's been on Sky at night and everything, I heard her being interviewed on Desert Island Discs and she got a clanger
3: made of her,
2: she was so excited about the clangers, and uh, she said they oh, wow.
3: wanted
2: her to be interested in the moon that um, they made a clanger
3: of her and included
2: her in an episode she was just, yeah, never mind CB Zobie. she was delighted yeah uh i do remember a few
3: from that era very cool okay so this one references your name so or your name, Frangale says congratulations have you always been such a happy chappy or did you just think one day think one day bugger it i'm never gonna be miserable ever again this idea do you make up for it by being a really miserable kid on another forum <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so i i think i gave a couple of answers to that um i suppose it's still roughly the same um yeah mostly happy but um i can definitely be a right grump at home sometimes i'm sure my friends and family would tell uh, tell the truth i'm a, a complete git sometimes but i think the point i was making in the answer i gave at the time was that on a forum i think you can choose your response you don't have to you might be angry but you don't have to Type angry you know what I mean so you know as I did say at the time it might sound a bit artificial but I do stop and think sometimes before I hit enter or send or post or whatever it is um is this appropriate you know so I'd probably stop and think about it so I might come across as happy but I've probably chosen to do that (laughs) I'm not happy all the time no Hmm. so yeah I think it's worth stopping and thinking sometimes uh I don't really see any reason why you should be intentionally horrible. I think it's probably yeah. as
3: simple as that. I, I do really like that idea, though, of, like, on another forum, your name is <laughs> Miserable Jay.
0: <G.
2: laughs> yeah. He, he exists somewhere. Like really universe. grumpy all the
3: time. And <laughs> it's like yin and yang. Yeah, yeah, there's, a, yeah there's another exactly. forum. parallel all universe. I love universe
2: that. F- fuch everyone. U <laughs> T C H. in case anyone needs a bleak light. futch everyone and <laughs> in there and he's a right.
3: <laughs> i do really like, i like that a lot a okay uh friend rfj says awesome well done A running specific question what is your favorite session and why uh
2: rfj gosh she said the troubles over the last year and so and he's done amazing stuff i was very lucky to get to run for a few miles at uh, Edinburgh marathon, just a few years back, um, we just literally bumped into each other on the uh, in on the first mile, and then ran along for a bit. a chat, Great guy. I wish him all the very best.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't train very seriously. I I did for a bit when I was trying to improve my marathon times uh, back when I wasn't old and broken. Um, so I suppose I did do intervals and all that sort of stuff. Um, I said back at that time, I didn't enjoy doing proper training necessarily, but uh, I would rather plug along with friends on a longer run, that sort of thing. Um, but if I was going to do proper sessions, then yeah, intervals and things, it might hurt at the time. And it's, it's a bit of fun. Um, there's one that I referred to that my club uh, at the time. I was at Harmony in Edinburgh, and they did a really good um, kind of handicap training session where you would do it out and back. And you turned around at a time. So, you know, the quick guys and girls got a lot further. They would turn around and then there was a bit of hair and hands all chasing back to, to try and finish at the same time. Uh, that was a great session because you would get get some people sandbagging it and deliberately going slowly on the way out and thrashing it on the way back. And you got a bit of competition between people at all different levels. That was, that was a fun session. Um an update for now, my current club does um does intervals on a rugby pitch. That's great fun we you've got them down the long side and sprint the short sides or the diagonals and things like that. Yeah. I think anything that you do running with other people, a bit of competition, that can those can be fun sessions.
3: Yeah, now that's what, what that's what struck me was that your your sessions yeah. that you're picking out are the ones that you're doing in company.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably. It's very hard to do by yourself. Do you do you do many kind training sessions?
3: No, uh, I'm hopeless. I can't motivate myself to do speed work at all. I just would rather just run.
2: I'm amazed day. at people like um, Bazelax, who doesn't, he's not, not in a club, I've known him for many years as well, but he does his intervals by himself. He'll just pick a, you know, a bit of road or a, a loop he can do and he'll thrash out, you know, mile repeats. And Oh God. <laughs> I know. I, I'm amazed at that. I used to do some of them on a track and that, that helped a lot, you know, mm. you, on a proper 400 metre track. Uh, and with other people that you can pace yourself against, it's not me. Mm. does it on the road, you hope. Know?
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> that is crazy. Well, Glenn, Glen R, enjoys intervals, the crazy man. He does them by himself as well.
2: It's amazing, isn't
3: it? <laughs> not for me. No. So, Minardi, on a similar vein, says Congratulations, and what is the best tip for a non hill runner for getting up hills?
2: So I'll tell you where this one came from. I had a thread that I started saying, can anybody guide us up the hills? Because I was keen to do some wider ranging hill running because I love being in the hills, but I'm not particularly uh, experienced uh, with navigation and things like that. So I was asking for somebody to help. i basically trying to get some free guide, uh, uh, hill guiding. Uh, and of course, we actually stepped up. We had some awesome uh, times out where we went. I uh, went all the way up to uh, Ben McDewey, Second Harris Mountain in Scotland, uh, on a two day thing. Um, Andy, a big one, Loon Dodd led that one, if anybody remembers Dodd. Mm-hmm. Um, underscore Andy, who's still on Fetch, he led us um, really up Torridon in the far west of Scotland. Um, we did a few more local ones just in the Ochil Hills, uh, more locally to Edinburgh and the Pentlands. I took uh, a group up the Pentlands, which was much more conservative, but something I felt confident enough I, I could believe. So um, that's probably where, you know, Happy G and Hills came from, but actually I know nothing about it. I was, you know, <laughs> Even now? Yeah, yeah, you get some free guidance. Um, the, so what I said to Minardi at the time was, um, enjoy it, I think was the main one, you know, give it a try, um, respect it, be very careful, go with other people, make sure you try smaller first. Um, Yes, you need the right kit, blah, 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 but just give it a go. How bad can it be? You might get a bit muddy, but whatever. And the other one was to be prepared to walk. So whatever level you're at, if you're going up a hill, you're going harder already. Be prepared to walk for half a mile or 30 seconds or five minutes or whatever you need to do uh, and just, uh, just enjoy that. And I said that that's what those ultra athletes do. I hadn't done an ultra at the time. Uh, but mostly it's an extended picnic with occasional running breaks, as those uh, called co- ultras. Uh, that was unknown to me at the time. <laughs> not a few after that. Not so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought about hills.
3: And I guess you still do quite a lot of hill running, though, where you are now.
2: I tend to run in the hills rather than up the hills. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard work, but um, I love being in the hills. I like being away from. You know, uh, out and about in in, in nice places, but um, I'll sometimes dodge the tops and just <laughs> just run the glens in between and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm very lucky where I stay. Just north of Edinburgh, we've got the Lomond Hills quite close, and we've also got the Ockle Hills. And where I used to live in Edinburgh, immediately south, and we're talking ten minutes out of town, and we had the Pentland Hills on the doorstep as well. So yeah, it's it's how I first started running. It's what I really like to do. So.
3: Sounds great. I was in St. London's last week, and that's um, obviously hilly. Don't tell anyone who's doing the Hastings half. Um, <laughs> but I, I just stayed on, the, on the, uh, the promenade, I have to admit. <laughs> I just went up and down. I didn't even run. I walked up and down the promenade. <laughs> I don't like hills at all. I was, was amazed
2: fun. at my, my little sister lives quite near the South Downs Way. Um, I was amazed at how lovely that is. And it's not really high, but once you get up on that ridge, it's a beautiful mm. uh, ridge with a bit of uh you know view across uh, across all the, the scenery around there but and it joins together beautifully once you're up, yeah. you stay on the ridge for a while
3: that um, yeah, it is it's a fabulous part of the world
2: yeah yeah
3: so homer says nice one happy about time too you're such a smiler what makes you sad oh,
2: this is this is the yang to frank mm-hmm. grumpy J. yeah to the uh why you always happy? Um, right. So Homer, I don't know if anybody remembers, but Homer uh, and Cheshire Lady, his his wife, um, were the ones that organised the big mile in Manchester uh, Arena, fantastic event that was two thousand nine or whatever it was. There must have been a hundred fetches there. Wow! An indoor mile. It was just bonkers. Anyway, uh, well done Homer. He's back on at the moment. Actually, mm. he was away for years. He came back on, dropped a load of weight, did some great training during walk-down, got his mountain leader qualification, I think, and then did some kind of crazy mountain marathon. Um, so, yeah, uh, hi, Homer. <laughs> hi, Mom. Um, right, so what makes me sad, I think I, I gave some serious answers here about missing my my son. So that was 10, 11 years ago. He was 14 at the time. Uh, my ex and I had split up, and he lives in the Isle of Lewis. Um so that 's a really long way to get to in Scotland. <laughs> mm-hmm. three hundred pounds for a flight um, eight hours if you drive and ferry, you can get to Paris. you can get to Spain quicker than you can <laughs> uh so yeah missing missing uh, my strange uh, teenage son at the time, but we see each other a lot and stuff, so uh, that's good um i, did, I said i didn 't like uh, the fetch kickoffs i don't know do we not get that so much anymore? There used to be people have a bit of a spat in fetch, and then they would flounce. They would leave fetch. They would uh, deregister, and everything. I don't know if we still get that so much. I didn't like that. I don't like. Mm. That.
3: I mean, there's quite a lot of aggro on the politics thread.
2: I think, but I think the reason I think that's different is cause it's intentional. It's sort of in the name, isn't it? Yes. That's mm. sort of okay mm. as long as name calling or or, or or overtly, um, you know, tribal or, or whatever, but. Mm. I think that's mostly in nature, even, even on the politics.
3: Somebody said
2: more people deregister from the parkrun thread than the politics thread.
3: Yeah, have you heard that rumour? The parkrun thread can get pretty easy <laughs> at times. <laughs> it can. It really can, myself included.
2: People get very, very attached to things like parkrun. Quite right, because it's a fantastic institution, but yeah, not worth falling out of
3: no it's definitely not worth falling out over that's true no. what have we got next canny runner i'm assuming that's how you say it says yeah, was, congratulations he
2: called, yeah huh? he was called runner mock originally r-u-n-a i used to pronounce it runa mock oh i don't know if you do that you, you speak um yeah. chief names in your head you can mm. know like sing who is not sin
3: yeah Oh, yeah. I thought he was such, anyway. sing, singer I you, singer, singer yeah, the singer. german pronunciation yeah
2: um so he is he was runner mark which made sense then he changed to canny runner i suppose because he ran with a dog
3: oh okay runner mark's yes. a great name i wish i thought of that all right <laughs> so he said what's your favorite cross training or non-running activity
2: Okay, so a bit of history here was I was injured for about six months in 2010 when this came out. Um, I had a pelvis injury called uh, osteitis pubis, um, which also doesn't need to be bleeped out because it's not rude, it's just medical. Um, So that was um, the pubic synthesis, the cartilage in the middle of your pelvis um, was ruptured. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, yeah, pretty painful so I was out for six months and uh, I probably bleated on as, as, as I want to do in the threads. about oh, what core training should I do? What cross training can I do? And how can I stay fit when I can't run? So that's probably why cross training should come up. That thing. Uh, and my answer at the time was that I do general cross training and things like core, gym work, and body pump is one of my favorite ways of doing that, which is just a class you can do a lot of gyms and when I was trying to do cardio as a cross train to try and keep some running cardio fitness I couldn't run Um, I wasn't even allowed to do bike um, or swim because um, it had to be I wasn't allowed to move asymmetrically move my legs asymmetrically because it put pressure across the the pelvis so the only thing I could do was rowing so I just rode an absolute dog and they um and so i would do an hour an hour and a half rowing and stuff i not like it very much but i would do it
3: <laughs> on, a sta- on a static rower i guess
2: yeah yeah, yeah. I'd do it uh, um, at a gym hated it was rubbish at it as well so um who i used to run with um if anybody remembers him is six foot three six foot four he also rows he's fucking brilliant <laughs> he, he told me some number per 500 meters rowers like nellers will get this but I think it was two minutes or one minute 50 or something. I was like three minutes or two and a half minutes or something. I was thought, thought I'm, I'm doing okay here. I'm doing this all right. <laughs> I was absolutely wrong. But I did it as hard as I could. Try and keep my heart and lungs going. That was the idea, keep a bit of cardio fitness. I still mm. did my next marathon. So it must have worked.
3: Well, that's pretty good. So it worked.
2: Do, do you see why my answers were 17 pages long? <laughs>
3: Yeah, we haven't told the listeners that but we've done. Some <laughs> Can editing. we reassure
2: the lovely listener? This isn't going to be the 44 questions and 17 pages, eight and a half thousand words event. So that the original was, we have cut. Yeah, this. It's,
3: we have cut it. It's the it's the best bits. It's like the end of year show <laughs> of the, the member of the month <laughs> interview. It's all the best bits from the year. Oh, it's brilliant. So what have we got? Oh, Night Owl. Very, uh, very long-standing stalwart of the Fetch Forums. Well done, Happy. Congratulations. If you couldn't run, which sport would you take up and why? Not rowing, obviously.
2: No, not static. We're not concept two rowing, no. Um. I thought actually, some my answer, might I contradict that, but that's okay. I'm allowed to do that. I can revise it um so my answer said hi Pammy she must have had a different name before night out
3: I think she was Pammy for a bit yeah yeah
2: yeah there you go these things are um so I think what I said was I'd rather always run I've always done a bit of sport (laughs) tiddlywinks I think was one answer no right so um I actually said rowing so um I think I said sculling or kayaking, and that actually has come to pass because during lockdown, my lockdown guilty purchase was a canoe. Um, so I actually have ended up doing a bit of canoeing, but that was more to spend some time occasionally with my wife doing something mm-hmm. a bit, rather than uh, as a cross train. But yeah, so I might do, I might enjoy doing a bit of um, water, yeah, sports like sailing. We used to like a lot of sailing when I was a, when I was a kid. So yeah, if I really, really couldn't run, I might do something
3: um, sailing or, or rowing or something. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I've done quite a bit. I did I did rowing at university, and I've done various bits of kayaking and canoeing. And my son actually is is a sopping instructor, so I've done quite a bit of sopping this just this last year, which I really, really enjoyed. I think I just I was on the canoe
2: thread, and Mandy Moo gave me uh, some great tips because I was thinking about getting a standup paddleboard because the canoe is 16 foot and it's quite hard for me to stick on the car by itself. Mm. So unless my wife and I are going together, it doesn't get as much use as, as I would like. So I thought maybe to get stand up paddleboard at least I could just go and do that by myself Of a the morning. Yeah. So you'd re- yeah,
3: I recommend it. And you could absolutely. Mm. I mean, I can lift them fine and I've only got very short arms, but I can, I yeah. can lift one by myself. Well, the one she air, pointed so. at
2: was inflatable and even mm. come with a carry case sort
3: of thing. Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. no i definitely recommend it's very meditative well the way Mm -hmm. i do it it's very meditative anyway i don't go very fast
2: can you thrash it quite hard but once you've got your balance and yeah yeah you want to go at a reasonable length and get your shoulders sore yeah yeah
3: in fact um just commando did a a supathlon a while back which was sup run sup i think Wow. It might have been run, sup, run. I can't remember exactly the details, but it was some kind of Athlon with a sub element, I think a kilometer. So, yeah, for, for speed, obviously, you know, the, yeah. bonus, we're the fastest people. So. let see if I can stand up first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, oh, someone else I know quite well, uh, WA, which I think stands for Wind Assisted, says, Congratulations, well disturbed. I can't imagine you. Ever having a can't be asked day, but if you do, what gets you out of the door?
2: So you said ask. I thought we weren't going to say ask.
3: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought if I say CBA, no, it it it's one of those abbreviations that doesn't work if you say
2: it. <laughs> uh, right. What answer do give? WA at the time when oh, this is the time. I said I hardly ever get the CBA. Uh, so I'm, I'm sickening for something and actually probably is quite sensible not to go out. There you go. Proper, non-medically uh, sanctioned answer, but maybe sensible. Um, but what I said was substitution. So, um if again, I was running reasonably seriously and reasonably decent mileage at the time, so sort of fifty miles a week and long runs at the weekend. And if I had a training plan that said go and do something hard, and I really didn't fancy it, I just give myself a break and not do nothing but do the easier thing. So if you know if I didn't fancy something with pace in it, uh, you know, eight or 10 miles in a wet uh, evening or, or whatever, Then maybe just go and do a general five, six mile plod around somewhere I like. The other one was location. So I like running the hills. I don't care what the weather's doing, but uh, so if it was supposed to do something on the road at pace, um, stuff that, just go out mm. run in the hills and kind of top up your emotional battery rather than worrying too much about the physical train. stuff like that. I, to be honest, once I've got a plan... And I've and I said I'm going to do something. I tend to I tend to just do the things that I've put in the plan, so it's not usually too much of a problem. Unlike now, when I'm being a complete lazy kid, but no goals whatsoever, and uh, my running's taking a complete nose down.
3: Yeah, same. Funny that. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, I met a guy in a half marathon recently who um, said he'd only started running during lockdown. Lockdown had created him as a runner.
3: Wow, it's affected
2: God. differently, isn't it?
3: Yeah well I have to in the first one we went out most days at, mm. like after work but then you know once it became apparent that this was not going to go away within three months I completely lost all motivation.
2: Absolutely I know other people who just haven't run for six months because well race on. so why would I bother? Yeah. Was,
3: not even part run I mean there's not there was nothing yeah. so yeah yeah absolutely. Well, part run's
2: been a godsend hasn't it when it came back in Scotland. Yeah. in Last year, I, I wasn't a regular parkour, I'm much more regular now. Just yeah. you get a chance to see folk,
0: yeah.
3: yeah, see people run with people, give it a bit totally. of a blast. Yeah, uh, Manfred says, Congratulations, what race has given you the most satisfaction and why?
2: Madford's um, a fellow Scottish Fetchy. Lovely to meet her at the time. And one of my answers here refers to a guy called Scotty. He was called Scotty NBN. I don't know if anybody remembers him. He's not around on Fetch much. Bumped into him at Parkrun in Saturday. <laughs> Hadn't seen him for eight years. Thanks. Wow. I was marshalling. He ran past. Uh, didn't get to have a coffee with him afterwards because he'd gone by the time I came back from my marshalling point. But hey, there you go. Fetchy's everywhere. Can't get away
3: from it. Well, and part run part runs are kind of weird place. We went to do a new part run because some friends of our new newish. It was kind of like run number six or something. Mm-hmm. Friends of ours have moved there, and it's their local. And my husband bumped into someone that he worked with, like fifteen years ago. Yeah, and we had to we drive for an hour. You know, this wasn't a local part run to yeah. us. Yeah, um, yeah, there he was marshalling. Oh, hi, Steve. And then
2: you, you do the Venn diagram of you know runners and people who work in the industry mm-hmm. work, and vaguely and yeah fetchies part runners yeah. Fetchy, yeah yeah totally it's it's lovely um so what did i say that time so mad for it i'd say <laughs> i'd say my marathon pb i've only pb'd once oh
3: <laughs>
2: baby pictures it's great um so yeah because i set myself a target and i trained for it I know I got injured and stuff on that one as well. But anyway, whatever. I left it all out in the road. I was quite unwell at that one. It was Abingdon 2009. Abingdon was a fetch fest. It was um, Last of the Time Lords. I don't know if you've seen that name in fetch.
3: Yeah, so. yeah.
2: Rd, And because it's quite, it's reasonably flat. Um, it's in Oxfordshire. Um, it was, qu- whatever. It just became, you know, how sometimes these things happen. Mm-hmm. Little, uh, a little group of fetches that all... Uh, block to something. It was a bit of a fetch Anyway, so there was a there was a fetch point back before or when London only had the smaller fetch points and stuff. So anyway, so uh, that was my answer then. Uh, what would I give as my answer now? Uh, probably probably the West Island way. Right? Um, so that took me you know two years to build up to doing that. And I finished it and that was all that really mattered. So uh yeah probably we'll that one.
3: Yeah amazing achievements well deserved so this is a classic question that gets asked gets asked usually most times this time it's liz ron who's asking if money was no problem what races in the world would you want to do i think it's if money yes. and training were no problem as well
2: yeah that's true yeah you can't you can't necessarily do anything mm-hmm. and that's uh no Scales question isn't it That yeah. yes
3: yeah if money were no
2: object yeah um so i said at the time i'd like to do some of the big american classes new york boston chicago washington so run that i refer to up there canny runner or canny runner and um, he had just done washington which i think is is it the marine corps that attend that he's in the navy i think Oh,
3: okay maybe i don't
2: know anyway, so some of these american ones and um for my 50th a couple of years ago that was my retreat to myself was we went out my wife and i went out to america I got to do the Boston Marathon. So wow. A wee tick in that one. Uh, it was an amazing experience. But um, it was a, I had a terrible marathon. Terrible marathon. But, um, it was, but it was everything I expected in terms of the experience. I said there, the Americans do everything with enthusiasm. I think I'd stick by that. It was pretty amazing. Um, the other ones I said is European ones. I've never done a European marathon. So I've never done, you know, a lot of people do Holland.
3: Mm, Berlin. Yeah. Sorry, Amsterdam, Berlin. Yeah.
2: Um so yeah, quite frankly, Paris, of course. I mm. Just some of the maybe now half the marathons. Uh, <laughs> Germany's
3: got yeah. um,
2: so maybe just you know do a few sort of European touring around holiday marathons or half marathons would probably be my answer now.
3: I would certainly agree with that. Uh, sushi says, what was in your favourite goodie bag?
2: She's changed her name since then as well. Yes,
3: she has. <laughs> For the
2: previous one, uh, she has disowned it. Um, not that it was that controversial, but good on her. Um, so, <laughs> and I said it, I said, these things used to be interactive. It used to be a thread. The the member of the month interview wasn't a question. Oh
3: okay mm-hmm. you, and
2: then you sent mm-hmm. it back to him with the answers filled in um it used to be a thread and you had to stay up all night and <laughs> stop asking questions oh god you said stop it's one o'clock we've got to stop and people would ask there was none of this one question only nonsense people would just keep on hammering at you it depends how much alcohol was consumed
3: mm-hmm.
2: by that point but um anyway so um yeah, the Devil of the Highlands was the one ultra I'd done at the time, and it gave you a crystal memento, which was quite nice, rather than medals that just disappear in a you mm. know. Um The Cataran that I marshaled at, which is another ultramarathon up here, 55 miler. They do a quake, which is the wee two-handled sort of loving cup thing.
3: Oh,
2: nice. You know, just something different. Mm. Uh, but I'd say now, probably, at the time, obviously, I was never going to do the West Highland way. Oh, goodness me, No. Um, but yeah, and that gives you a crystal goblet, which is just wow. a crystal wear. Um do it ten times, they give you a crystal decanter. Uh, no, not even for a crystal.
3: And I was gonna say, like, yeah, <laughs> I can see the yeah. the yeah, the pool of people's pretty small well,
2: there's half a dozen there are half a dozen of them who have died. Um wow. times, one wow. way fifteen or sixteen now, um, having had cancer um and <sighs> a tumor in that 15
3: <laughs> years wow! lots of amazing people wow I that like when you go and give blood or it used to anyway there used to be there'd be like a, a cabinet and and you get something crystal for some mm-hmm. it's some ridiculous amount you have to start when you're you know on your 16th birthday and carry on donating until you're 100 or something I can't remember how it's like 200 or something or be, be, a, be a platelet donor I suppose and that's something crystal I remember looking at it and thinking well no, that's never gonna happen <laughs> get me a little badge and my certificate and yeah that's as far as
2: i've got is getting the badge unless you do platelets and do a lot more of
3: it. yeah i guess that is true you can do more yeah yeah and the last and final question which is Ooh. my favorite question uh, i don't know the sheet. it's a fetchy called no wonder and yeah. they say you get to be james bond for the day which one in which film and why
2: this is a very Noanda question. Um, she's from Scotland. I think her partner is as well, but they live in—it's not the Philippines. Where is it? Wherever they live, somewhere far from. And where they turned up to? What race did they turn up to? They turned up to. I think it was a space Way ultra um, in an Aston Martin. Right? <gasps> They'd rent, I swear, they'd rented it, right? they turned back, uh, back in Scotland for a week or whatever on a holiday. I think this is right. I hope she listens to this and I've made it up and, uh,
3: Clarifications really and matters. corrections gratefully <laughs> received.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yes, uh, errors and admissions, no liability. Um, Your shares me good down as well. As well. Um <laughs> They turned up in their rental car. For this is in the middle of nowhere It's Space Side. You know, it's in the Highlands of Scotland. uh, Turning spaces are are the width of three sheep. You know. Anyway, they turned it up in an Aston Martin DB9 or something, or a Vantage or something. Uh, Just fancy gits. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she's asking the question because they're quite Uh those two. Um, So uh, my answer was was Sean. It's got to be Sean Connery uh so mishna wanda i think i called her and, <laughs> uh, yeah so i think roger moore daniel craig's done a pretty good job i think he's doing a, you know that was pretty brought it all back down to being a bit more visceral a bit more realistic
3: mm-hmm.
2: you can't be shush on.
3: absolutely quite right well that wraps up your pruned and edited highlight question list thank you very very much um it's been really great chatting to you it
2: was lovely talking to you linds uh yeah I, could, I would happily chat away all night it would be lovely to do that but, uh,
3: it would yeah, it would
2: hopefully we haven't bored the poor listener but...
3: hopefully not do you want to <laughs> sign off and i'll stop the
1: recording so you will say bye to the fetches
2: righty ho. okay bye bye fetches stay safe stay staying and be kind
1: well thank you very much Lynn's happy and possibly Scripps and Cora we don't know yet but thank you very much for taking the time to do those interviews um we massively appreciate it because it is a bit tedious listening to just us so having those different voices is very nice and it's always nice to hear the member of the month interviews done like that rather than reading them I mean it would be difficult to Hear them, reading them, unless you read them out loud to yourself.
0: Not as difficult as reading them, hearing it.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: But yes, thank you very much. Mm. Um, It does, just even just hearing different voices, no matter what they're saying. Uh Bum, poo, willy, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, Thank you, we we appreciate it. And
1: that probably sums up your specialist subjects.
0: Bums, poos and willies. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so if you'd like to send us a contribution for the podcast and sounds like there's a few of you willing to do that, um, record it on your phone, um, send it or anything actually and email it to podcast at com with a little note explaining what it's all about and we'll do our best to feature that as and when.
1: As um, and when.
0: Yeah. And you, if you want to comment on the podcast, you can go to FetchEveryone.com forward slash podcast, which will direct you to the podcast thread. And is there anything else I normally say?
1: No, that's it. I think we now just talk about our plans for this week and say cheerio. Yeah. Uh,
0: more of the same, I think. Yeah. How about you?
1: Yeah, more of the same. I'd like to do two run walks this week. I only did one last week and I've been increasing my running um, interval up to about eight to ten minutes. So that's nice. And uh, the exciting thing that's happening this weekend is that Box End, our local local lake, is reopening to swimming. So mm. I'm going to Box End this Sunday.
0: You've weathered the winter without them.
1: We've weathered the winter. Yeah, yeah. I won't be abandoning Castle Ashby because it's just so beautiful yeah. and just such a nice venue.
0: Yeah, and I'm just pretty happy that the wind has dropped down a bit now. Mm. So hopefully next weekend I'll try and squeeze in another bike ride and this time maybe ending at Box End. Mm. I've got to say, um, so v- for Valentine's Day... Um, Katie made me some lovely chocolate flapjacks um, um, so we had a couple to eat on the, on the actual day um, and the rest she'd wrapped up in brown paper and put in the freezer and written cycle energy with a smiley on um, on the takeaway tub and the idea with those is that you stick uh, one of them in the back pocket of your cycling jersey so that when you've been cycling for two hours, they will have defrosted nicely, and you can uh, eat them to get a bit of a power up. And I gotta say, it was bloody lovely.
1: They're really good, those flapjacks. Yeah, they're really really good. They just remind me of um, childhood um, chocolate crispy cakes, but without the crispies and with the oats.
0: With the oatsies.
1: The oatsies. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, really it was good.
0: just perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you. And
1: you'd kindly defrosted one for me on your back as well, hadn't you? Yes. And I got one after my swim, <laughs> which was very nice. And the other thing to just uh, look out for, Fetchies, is I'm upping my press-up count. So I'm doing press-ups to keep my arms strong. And I'm at three sets of, sorry, no, two sets of eight at the moment, knee press-ups. Mm. Um. So not box press-ups, but normal press-ups, but on knees rather than on feet.
0: What's a box press-up?
1: Box press-up, you're more like you're on kind of like an all-fours position, so hands and knees, and so in a kind of hands and knee position Mm. rather than in that kind of knee plank position and pressing up. Right. So it's quite a lot easier to do it in the box press-up position. I think I'm right on that. If I'm wrong, Fetchies, let me know.
0: Are you recording them on the Fetch Press-up blog?
1: No. No. I'm not even recording it on on anything. I don't even record it as a training a session. Cool. I just know in my head, yeah.
0: Yeah. So are you mentioning that because you want to
1: Well, I might come back to it when we as and when a podcast and say, "Oh, I'm
0: You yeah, was a little press up update. Three a press of, update.
1: Yeah, could be on 3 sets next time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. That sounds good. Right then. Uh Clear off and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. It's indeed you still are. ta Bye.
1: Bum-poo-willy.